Blog Talk Radio.
right, all right, all right. Good evening and welcome back to Scoop Radio. We missed you guys. We hope you had an extremely happy and healthy and family-oriented Thanksgiving holiday. If you got some days off from your job, I hope you enjoyed those. Got a good chance to relax and unwind a little bit. Um, But we are back in the swing of things, and we are happy that you are here. Um, We've got a really great show for you guys tonight, so sit back, hit that share button, get your drink, whatever it is that you do to unwind, and get ready to chop it up with us. Um, You all know that we are a trio. It's the tree of us here at School Radio, so I want to go ahead and uh, (laughs) say what's up to my bro, Wynn. How are you, Sugar? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I ate Good. enough. I ate enough. <laughs> yep. How long did your leftovers last? I know you good with that to-go ministry. How long did Let's it take see. you to get through? <laughs> the to-go ministry is, I, is, is, has been blessing me all week long. So I finally, yesterday, finished all of my, um, I finished all of my leftovers yesterday. So, yes. Good. Good, good. I was going to say, I'm going to need you to not be still eating leftovers today. So I'm away. I don't know why. I need you to be a part of that garbage ministry on today. That good old trash. That peach peach cobbler my mother made will not touch the garbage. There was a special dispensation on that peach cobbler that the glory of the Lord was revealed in that peach cobbler. I don't think you hear me. All right, Mama Burns, come through with the peach cobbler. Come on through. Yes, 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 yes. All right, Kels, are you on the line, sugar? How are you this evening? I think she's already good. I'm here. All right, we're coming on the main line. <laughs> For those of you um, who don't know or aren't in the Scoop Radio uh, Scoop group here on Facebook. Um, we were doing some testing the other day with our new equipment, so uh, we ask that you bear with us on today. If for whatever reasons we have a little feedback, if we have a little pause for the calls, I hope that you just give us a moment to get our lives together. But we, it is all in an effort to provide a better listening experience for you and yours. So <laughs> we appreciate you in advance. Um, but I'm going to hush now because I said my hellos and intros and all that good stuff. I'm going to let Wynn go on and get in with this news. How are you? Let's get it going, Wynn. <laughs> all right. Before we do that, let me just remind everybody, if at any point in tonight's show you have a comment or question, give us a call. We want to hear from you. So the call-in number is 929-477-2304. Again, that's 929-477-2304 is our call-in number. So uh, you can call in. To that number, press the number one, and we will let you um, give us your comment or your question. So, all right, in the news, in the news, we're going to first start um, with <clears throat> our wonderful president and our government. Uh, so there's a possible <laughs> government <laughs> shutdown. ABC News, News reports that there's a government shutdown looming as Trump demands border security money. So the article says that the midterm election is over, but before Democrats can assert their authority as a legislative check against President Trump and congressional Republicans, lame duck lawmakers must strike a bipartisan deal, a funding deal to avert a partial government shutdown early next month. Congress has already succeeded with the low-hanging fruit 
uh, sending Trump bipartisan legislation to fund five of the 12, er 12 areas of appropriations, but there are still seven bills that have not advanced all the way through Congress and require consideration by December 7th when current funding expires. One critical bill that lawmakers continue to grapple with is funding for the Department of Homeland Security, which includes jurisdiction over border security. So Trump has repeated has repeated his demands for five billion dollars towards building a wall at the southern border. He's threatening to shut down the government if Congress sends him a continuing resolution that does not include funding for border security. So my question uh, first to you, uh, Kels, is should should the president shut down the government if he doesn't receive the $5 billion that he wants for his wall? Which, by the way, for those who don't remember, he promised Mexico would pay for it. Have to do. I, I, I'm one that believes that we have to. We should do something. 
um, in terms of making yeah. sure, you know, that we, you know, that there needs to be security um, and that people who come, you know, come in, we should definitely, you know, come on, but we got to figure out a way to do it that's, you know, that's, um, it doesn't take people two years to get um, citizenship, two and three years to get citizenship and stuff like that. So we, we definitely have issues that we need to address. Um, however, I'm just of the, imagine, of the thought that um, the law is not the solution. No. no. And what's so messed up about all of this is that, again, the real reform, the real policy that needs to be created and discussed and debated and worked through is not going to be done because we will consistently hear about this wall. It will be the wall. It will be why the wall shouldn't be built. It will be let's not forget about the wall. It's going to be inundated with the wall <laughs> and we need to do we need to discuss more than the wall and that's what i think will in, end up frustrating everyone more than anything that nothing will still get done it'll be a little band-aid that'll say we'll float like this article said for a few weeks or a few months until we bitch about it again and we'll be back in the same loop similar to what the healthcare thing is i'm, I'm thinking it's going to go a lot like healthcare did okay all right, next up, uh, Vanity Fair um, came out with an article that says that Michelle Obama says that she will never forgive Donald Trump for birtherism. So according to Vanity Fair, um, it says, of course, that her new book, Becoming, is out. It came out already. But an early review of the Was- uh, by the Washington Post suggests the long-anticipated memoir contains some of the thoughts that she might have been divulging to her best friends over the past decade, but not the rest of America. That includes her real thoughts on birtherism, the conspiracy theory Donald Trump perpetuated and used to build his fame. That claim Barack Obama was born in Kenya. The whole birther thing was crazy and mean-spirited. Of course, its underlying bigotry and xenophobia hardly concealed uh, Obama rights, according to the Post. Um, but it was also dangerous. It was really meant to stir up the wing nuts and coops. What if someone with an unstable mind loaded a gun and drove to Washington? What if that person weren't, look, went looking for our girls? Donald Trump with his loud and reckless windows was putting my family's safety at risk, and for this, I'd never forgive him. Very interesting. Um, I'll start with you, Q. What are your, what are your, what are your thoughts on, on this? Um, as a mother, as a wife, I am not mad at Michelle Obama for these thoughts at all. Um, I am a serious believer that all words matter. Um, I believe that when and where and how you say a thing matters a lot. And this, um, him, him on this tangent, him creating this movement created so much anxiety for her family, for her specifically being the mother of that family. Um, I, I don't, I don't knock her for feeling this way. And I don't, I still don't think he understands the seriousness of that whole movement. I still don't think he gets it because he's used to this type of life. He's used to tabloid and scandal and all of that extra. Um, but she's never been here for that. They, as a family, have never been here for it. And safety and, you know, having things like that together have been huge for them. So, no, I'm not mad at her. Not mad at her at all. Nope. 
I was, ta- you know, I know we got to go on, but I was talking to some of my coworkers the other day. For those of y'all who don't know, my full-time job, I work in IT. And um, I never knew, the, there's a lot of money that um, is connected to gaming outside of the actual video games. They have been purchasing monitors so they can have like four monitors to show the peripheral. Like gamers want to see what's happening around them like people <laughs> while playing the games. They want, they, a friend of my, my coworker brought me an i9 4 processor that came in like a cube thing. There was $40. The company spent $40 for the packaging for this little bitty square that's going to go inside of the computer just so that they can game. Like, this is a thing, okay? It's bigger than the yeah. controllers that your man is asking for for Christmas. Like, if you have a gamer in your life, <laughs> this is an industry that it is not going anywhere. Like, if they are leveling up as the days go on every, every day. So, like, this is something that is is big. And if you're into investing, you might want to learn something about it because this is something that I think is going to be up there. Um, one of those slept-on uh, spaces, uh, as far as trade and stock and all that is going to go, because this is going to go fast, I think. Yep. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. All right, let's uh go into our first song. That's all I have in um in news tonight. So this segment is brought to you by the Level Up Conference, which is our Global Drive Conference 2019, which will be held um, in Chicago at the um. Lord, my mind just went blank. At this conference, we will be discussing and teaching you how to level up in the areas of faith, family, and finance. You still have an opportunity to register um, and claim your seat by going to our website, www.levelupchicago.com. Um, this will be two and a half days of intense training as well as a ton of fun. So you don't want to miss it. Again, we're going to be talking about faith and my finance, and we're going to have something for just about everybody. So you don't want to miss it. Again, go to the website at www.levelupchicago.com and get your seat today. All right. Our first song for the night, one of our favorites, mm-hmm. by Detroit Kill B, and it is called Chris Brown. After this, we're going. Kels is going to give us the scoop this week's Scoop Nation hot topic. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to be right back on the Scoop Radio Show. Chris Brown, Chris Brown, by the pocket, Chris Brown, Chris 
the regal. Ain't a bean pop, I spit the truth like Seagull. I don't f- with them kitties with teeth, they ain't legal. Cashed out them hundreds for ones, I'm throwing singles. Strip club raining, Hurricane Katrina. We ain't maxed out, we stay platinum like Visa. Ball cheese like Cheetos, running faster than Cheetos. Come slow with the cheese, I'm Danny DeVito. Guns on the hip, they calling me Max Payne. Ask you out at 
12 p.m., not 12 a.m., and talking about the feeling. Then it has a, a lady and a man, and it says, I like you as a friend. So basically, this is that, <laughs> that common argument that some women don't like uh, nice guys. So I think it was a play on that. And yeah, we had, I think the first comment was a man. I believe the first comment was a before I get to the host. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, God. It's not coming up for me. But while, while I'm going to get these comments alone, I'll go ahead and uh, start with. Let's start with Winfrey. Because, Winfrey, you're a nice guy. <laughs> Have you had to have a before? You said because I was a nice, I'm a nice guy. I said, you're a nice guy. Have you had to have before? Yeah, oh yeah, it's happened. I think it's happened to all of us before, but I don't necessarily think that it was just because I'm a nice guy. I mean, I don't even think that truthfully every woman I've dated would say I'm a nice guy, but that's a totally different discussion. So, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've had this happen before. And, and in my younger days, um, it happened to me quite a bit when I'm talking about like high school, but like freshman year high school type thing. It happened to me quite a bit. And yeah, it was to the point where it bothered me. But then as I got older, it is like it don't bother me. It, it didn't bother me, wouldn't bother me now. Because I think what you what you learn, what you finally figure out is that just because first of all, that it's more to a relationship than you being a nice person. So you being a nice, mm-hmm. me being a nice guy, you know, or checking off the boxes of what a person, a nice guy should be, you know, um, doesn't necessarily mean that we have, we're compatible. It doesn't mean that you find me attractive, even though if you don't find me attractive, you're absolutely asking that. Um, but <laughs> Stevie Wonder, you know, somebody could be blind or whatever. Um you know, there are other things to being in a relationship than just you know those 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 things in relationship. So, no, I, I wouldn't. And I've done it to women. I've done it to you know women that would be considered nice women because I just wasn't attracted to them. Relationship. There were certain other things about me that I just wouldn't make for a good relationship. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm going to go to one of the comments before I come to you. Okay. So let's see. The first comment on the post says, I'll keep pushing with a smile. Um, another guy says, I don't feel, I guess he's saying I don't feel, I don't feel anything or whatever. On to the next one. Um, and then, uh, let's see. One of the ladies, come, I'll actually keep the comment and said, it sounds like they'll continue to be nice. No matter what, because I think the next question was, the if men get this a lot, will they change their personality or try to come off, uh, I guess, as a bad guy, quote, unquote? Some will, if yeah. Mm-hmm. pushed away because they're so nice. Some so, will, yeah. Uh, that question came now, but I don't think anybody said that they've changed any um, Change any way that they reacted to that. They just 
you know, went on. Uh, let's see, one other comment says, in my opinion, a lot of women have become so accustomed to complaining about men to the point when they can't find nothing to complain about in a the man, they run. So I thought that was, that was definitely another way to look at it, another good point that was brought up because <clears throat> I, I've said before, sometimes I think women, we're so used to being miserable or so used to again, complaining or whatever that it's comfortable to us. So mm. if we find someone that we don't have to complain about, yeah, that may take you out of your comfort zone. I can, I can. I can dig that. I can admit to that sometimes. So, Q, what do you think about it? Um, I I tend to agree with both of you, honestly. I think that, um, to Kel's your most recent point, when that too good to be true factor is real. Um, I think we don't we do that in lots of things, not just things that uh, not just relationships, but specifically relationships. And especially if you've been hurt before um, or have had a series of hurt situations, you are looking for that thing that's the most um, uh, reminiscent of what you've been through. So, Because that's something mm-hmm. you can identify with. That's something that's comfortable for you and you know how to navigate that. Um, good stuff is sometimes hard to navigate when you're not used to good stuff. So while it doesn't uh-huh. seem like it makes any kind of sense on the outside, um, it can happen. I can see it happen. And then I, I don't see my, I, I wouldn't be so hard on the person who reacts that way. Um, some of the comments that we had on the suit were, were funny um, because we like to, we like to go ham on that person from the outside <laughs> looking into a thing. But I think we've all kind of, run from a good thing, whether it be a relationship, a job, an opportunity, you know, and we'll talk about that a little later, I think. Um, But it it happens. Uh, I know when mentioned high school, I was absolutely friend zoned in high school. (laughs) Absolutely. So, you know, it it happens. Yeah. uh, And and you just, that's part of the the rolling of the punches. You know, you, I don't think Mm -hmm. changing who you are, is necessary. I think that's actually counterproductive because who you are is still going to be in there whenever you get through. So you might as well practice being who you are instead of who you think this person who's really not that into you um, wants you to be anyway. So, you know, but it happens and I can see why it happens. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I had to really think, I was like, and I know I've said this before and I I really had to wreck my brain to think I don't think that I push guys away from being too nice. I just don't think I've ever done that. I don't know. Maybe in my place, they can college or something. Nice isn't enough, though. I really do. And that brings me to the next comment that I thought was interesting. Um, from another lady, she says it's usually something else wrong with him, though. Laughing but very serious, and then she yep. makes a whole list of what could be wrong. So she yep. says he's married, can't keep consistent employment, and doesn't have the skill to start his own business. Got a thousand and one kids with a hundred baby mamas. Doesn't believe in God and won't go to go anywhere near the church. Has community penis. Got childhood issues. Still angry at the girl who threw his Valentine's Day. 
car to trash in second grade. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I'm single. I'm gonna say that way till I meet a dude who ain't effed up. Yeah. <laughs> when I read it, I just cracked up. That was hilarious. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah, that, I mean, that is a very good point because um, I've had, or I've dated uh, guys who, yeah, they were nice and seemed like they were respectable uh, men, but yeah, there were some other issues there. Not saying that yeah. I'm the perfect person, but there's a lot, <laughs> a lot of other issues that nice doesn't. You know, can't that. I think mm-hmm. some of this is kind of a myth. Um, just like, you know, women get slammed for always thinking negatively or complaining about men. You know, there's a myth that the good guy finishes last. Like, I think that's kind of outdated. Yeah. You know. I don't you know. Good is relative. Good is relative. <laughs> you know, everybody thinks they're good. Show me a guy other than Corey Holcomb who says he ain't shit. <laughs> Show me one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, everybody's a good woman. Everybody's a good guy to themselves. You know? I don't think, I'm not, I wouldn't go so far as to put myself in the Corey Holcomb, but again, I think right, knowing, right. knowing myself, <laughs> I. I would, like I said, I know some. I know me, so I think mm-hmm. for you know, I think I, I will say that I do know some. I know a couple of good guys who who get done really wrong in most of their relationships, um, primarily because, um, yeah, because they're, yeah, they're anyway, but I'll start giving <laughs> but but I think I, I'll say this. I think good guys. I think the whole good guys finish last thing earlier on in our lives when we were younger was probably a little more relevant. Now I think that it's more so um, that good guys have to make sure that they're still com- that they're confident and that they understand that every woman like most. First of all, most of the good guys I know like to um, date women that are. Broken. Let's go there. And so mm. I think like, you can't, like she don't even fit you. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't <laughs> fit you. You can't fix her. And I said the same for for women. Like it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's like you can't date date the right person. Get with the right person, and then y'all could be you know get you a good girl, and y'all could be good together. Which is yeah. Which are good skills. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, what y'all think about this comment, though? This comment says, "Oh, go ahead, Q. Go ahead with your go ahead with your live comment, and then we'll go okay. to the other comment." Okay. Will says, uh, "Our good friend Will Bradley." Um, says, if a woman tells you that she likes you as a friend, the definition is she is sexually unattracted to you from that point on. Never reach out to her. Let her reach out to you if you are a man who values his time. Mm. <laughs> you know what? As a woman, I will say that if you vow, if you want more from her than a friendship, I would agree with that. I, I'm just gonna be honest. Like if I if if you want to date that woman and she tells you, "Hey, bro, do what Will said." Like from a woman, I agree with what he said. 
Like, straight uh, up. Let me, can I, can I, can I add to that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Please do. I would first, I would first say that before you do what Will says, you need to make a confident and aggressive statement that you are not interested in being her friend. I'll allow that. Like, That's in her friendship. Yeah. You're not, you're, like, you're not. That's not mm-hmm. at all my expectation of where this relationship goes. <laughs> and at that point, if she's still friends on you, then I agree. Then do what Will said. Yeah. Good add-on, bro. I appreciate that. Good one. Go ahead, Kels. You said you had another comment? Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, that's crazy because it actually is a good segue into the, another comment that was from the post. <laughs> it says, this only happens when they're too ugly to justify. So it kind of would allow the same lie as not finding that person attractive. And I think that can happen, but I, you know, sometimes in these situations too, like if, even if you do start hanging out with somebody because you like them, I mean, have y'all ever been in a situation where you hang out with somebody and then y'all get so close and you share so much that they're not romantically attractive anymore? That don't mean that they, they're ugly. You're just mm-hmm. not interested in them because y'all shared some other stuff. Like the male friends I had, I had yeah. nice-looking male friends. But because of the things that we've discussed or the things that we've gone through, there's no sexual attraction there. Mm-hmm. Like there's so let, me, let, me like this, let me ask this follow-up mm-hmm. question then. Was there ever an attraction there? And then it turned into we've been through too much or – was it always just this? Just my 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 male friend. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, probably except for my, and I told y'all this before. My I I my closest friends have mostly been male ever since I was my very first like really close friend, best friend growing up in elementary school was a guy, mm-hmm. and um, so. I don't ever remember time, a time of, like, having a crush on Tumtum. Like, we used to fight, and then we were best friends. Like, we used to fight every day, and then we were best friends. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but so probably a couple of close friends that I have now, I probably started hanging with them in of, because I was trying to get with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I was trying to be the homegirl that slid in and actually turned into the homegirl. To the real homegirl, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so mm-hmm. basically, you messed up. I got it. No, mm-hmm. I don't think I messed up. I say all the time. I don't put men in the friend zone. At least I, I don't try to. I don't think I consciously have ever put a man in the friend zone. So I I'm saying, have to fall in there. But what I'm saying is if you, you know, approach on, this, on that homegirl, if you approach on the homegirl move, then, mm-hmm. then you in essence put yourself in position to be friend zoned, unless you like okay. I like I was saying about Will to Will's comment, mm-hmm. unless you make that move to let it be known, like I'm your friend to be like I'm I'm in like, and I've I've mm-hmm. said this like I'm I'm your friend for the purpose of trying to become more than your friend, like I'm mm-hmm. not going. Right. I refuse to allow you to friend zone me. 
Period. I'm not here for the friend zone. So if this is so if you thinking this is about to be a friend zone type of situation, I need to let it be known I'm not here for that. And see, I I probably should have taken that approach a couple of times. You know, there there has been some guys that I've been like I can feel that they that I am the home girl and I'll just like, you know, fade to black. But mm-hmm. I think there's been I mean, I have some really good friends that I've had a crush on before and they're you know, it just was a romantic after we hung out. And like I can't even fathom even ooh, being romantic with them now. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad I don't think that's a bad thing I just think that if, if you're If after say for example After you hung out and you still felt like Okay I want more Then then I think Setting yourself up to be A friend is Just a friend is um is That's a difficult move Sometimes Yeah I'm not using that move anymore Good. I'm tired of Good. I'm Good. Tired to retire that homegirl boo. I mean, I I do like to, uh, to do a lot of stuff that guys like to do. So sometimes that's just, you know, it just turns into that. But mm-hmm. yeah, in my mind, I'm not using the homegirl. I'm a slide in through the back door move anymore. I'm not doing the love and basketball strategy. Levels up her strategy. Yes, come through. I'm not coming over in the basketball shorts anymore. None of mm-hmm. that. I'm done. If we playing video games, I'm going to let them win. I ain't, you know, I'm not You're not going to know I'm how to play. Yeah. <laughs> Tell I'm me the move. What do I push? <laughs> oh, I did have a, a comment. Uh, when Keisha says, where are the good guys that win those? Are they in Oklahoma? Is she asking for a friend? Huh. <laughs> I must, again, I I mean I know I know a good guy in Oklahoma City. Uh, no, he's in Oklahoma, not Oklahoma City, but in Oklahoma. I mean, mm-hmm. and but yeah, and so uh, again, I just yeah. yeah. <laughs> I try not to. I can't. I can't give details. Uh, we'll have to talk offline. I'm, we and the teacher, you have to talk offline about that. Uh, Look, I'm texting it to you now. Okay. So uh, you will understand why I can't say it. Okay, I got you. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, there's another comment from a guy that says, honestly, I wouldn't feel any kind of – how did I know you was going to say it? So, yeah, uh, honestly, that's exactly. But am I, am I lying? Any, now, okay. <laughs> I know. I already know you was gonna say that. Anyway, um, he says obviously I wouldn't feel any kind of way. I read it a few times to make sure I'm not missing something. It's just time to reload the gun and shoot my shot somewhere else. Um, yeah. Will had some some videos, and I think he made a live comment on on Q's live. Uh, that talked about the same thing about trying to. Waiting in the shadows, and if you don't, if if you don't get her attention, then moving on. But I, I guess my my point in the conversation is, uh, I just I don't think 
Mm-hmm. I just don't think it happens as much as men think. Like to, to uh, Wynn's point earlier, that you're taught, you know, when you're younger, that nice guys finish last. You know, we all hear that. I just don't think that it is that that's the reason as much as it's an excuse that's just put out there, and that's just something that we know. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you if you like if you don't like somebody because you're not romantically attracted to them or sexually attracted to them, then that's what it is. It's not because they're too nice. Right. <laughs> they're too not attracted to them. That's it. Yeah. That's, um, that's- I-, I agree. Compa- compatibility is huge. And that's one of those things that um, is often questioned when you share with your friends, whether it be your girls or your boys, that something didn't work out. When all of them were like teens, what's his face's name? You know what I mean? And you're like, yeah, he's all right. You know, and then they're like, girl, he had the job, he had the car, he was just that in the thing, he smelled good. Like, they can line item his whole resume for you because they fit what they want. But then you're like, he's all right. You know, and you you are just not that into him. You know what I mean? And they're looking at you like you are crazy as hell, but you're just like, he does not do nothing for me. You know what I mean? You are more than welcome to him, sis. And that's a compatibility thing. I just don't like dudes. You know, that's that's okay. That's okay. Again, like I said, as a. And that's why I think I've never been in this position because I will. Like, unless a person just does something that really turned me off, I feel like I'll give anybody who is really trying to get to know me a chance. Mm-hmm. So, I I mean, anybody, unless they just do something really crazy to turn me off. So, that's why I said, I, you know, I just don't think there's ever been a person out there that I just was like, oh, God, he's too nice. So there, and, and, now, there may be some that I thought were too churchy, Mm-hmm. Are you religious? And that's probably not fair either. But I still, you know, we're putting it into the category that I don't want a nice man. I mean, nobody, wants, nobody is gonna be like, I want a man to come and beat me. That is yeah. a myth. Nobody wants that. That thug like that, like for real, for real. Nobody wants that. <laughs> wants that thug anymore. Not anymore. Not in your thirties and forties. Yeah, not anymore. And I think, I think, so I re, and I and that's that's I think a part of it is that realizing you know this, it does change because even as young when we were when, at least in my experience when we were younger like you wanted the athlete so whoever the popular athlete was you know the star of the basketball football team et cetera um, that was who you wanted mm-hmm. and then as we got older it was the you know it was the the thug, the thug dudes had had the ladies, and then it became the, from the thug dudes to the. When you get to college, it was the guy who had the, the job, you know, who's leaving, who had a nice job. So I mean, it it changes as you get older, mm-hmm. but, but the reality still is, is that, no woman, no woman, wants a, a, a extra 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 nice guy. Like you gotta have something. You know, I don't think it's that women don't want to extra nice guy. No woman wants a pushover. So if you're so nice that you let people run you over, yeah. Yeah. okay, yeah. Then now, now I can say, yeah, that's a too nice guy. 
Nobody wants somebody that's going to be, you know, they're so nice that they let people run them over or let people use them or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that could be unattractive. Now, I, could, I can honestly say, yeah, some, if I met somebody like that, yeah, I'd probably be like, okay, yeah, he's too nice. He's too nice, but... Oh, yep. Keisha said that some of these men, some of these nice men, if, when they get rejected, they turn into softers, which that's a whole nother conversation. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and what's crazy is the ones who turn into softers be the thugs. I've, I've been talking about the thugs more than I have. I could say a, a nice guy. <laughs> I probably scared them. Because <laughs> those guys see you as possessions. Right. don't like to be told no. So it becomes bigger than you at that point. It's a thing that you told me I can't have. So there's that. <laughs> it's not even stopping you. You aren't even the factor at that point. It's just that you're the right. no now. Once you become the yes, then you don't matter no more. But as long as you say no, <laughs> you're good. Yeah. Like Crazy. probably my, the most recent soccer I had was a quote unquote uh you know, ragamuffin. <laughs> and he used, I mean, he used to talk, we used to talk to each other so bad, but he used to talk to me so bad. I'm like, if you said this stuff to me, you don't want me. Why are you talking to me? Why are you Why? going up at yeah. every place I'm at? Why are you at the tag agency? Yeah. Why are you at the tag agency if you don't want me? Like, it's, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that I'm was probably the most serious one. He was hard. He was hardcore. Didn't need nobody, but he couldn't let it. He couldn't let it go that you know this blankety blank blank fat B. So you know had to put up. You know, kick it to the curb. He couldn't let it go. That was all she wrote. I just <laughs> had all kinds of uh, Kevin Hart comments in my head when you said he was a <laughs> just me by myself. <laughs> <laughs> at it from again it's more it's more to it than you just being nice there's more to the compatibility than that but at the same time I do think that it is beneficial to take an introspective look to figure out like A if that's all you keep attracting or if B you keep turning that and you keep turning down this same kind of guy and the ones you don't turn you don't turn down are or that you you know that you try to get to know like those aren't working I think it's something. It's reason to say, okay, let's take, let's figure out what's what's going on, because right, yeah, something is off. And we do. I think we need to have. A, we do need to have a healthy conversation about because some men and some other groups that I posted the question in even admitted to saying, yeah, I've been done like this a few times, but I've also done women like that. Like I knew that I wasn't ready for a good woman. And I've had several guys tell me that, and I just thought it was a bunch of bull. I'm like, you know, don't waste me with that. I don't want to talk about being too good or you the pastor's daughter blah, blah, blah. I, I don't want to hear that. Look, I've done but, it. Uh, <laughs> I, had a good one too. I had a good one one time. I was like, uh, let me just go ahead and break up with her real quick because this ain't going to work. 
So yeah, we gonna we gonna have a hot topic, but we gonna flip it on them, y'all. We gonna y'all stay tuned. We gonna flip it on them because the guys are mm-hmm. doing it too. They want to mm-hmm. feel sorry for them. Oh, good guy, Tim Slag. So mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> this is your hot topic. It was fun and sizzling as always. Thanks again to Miss Keisha for that post and. Scoopers, y'all keep posting so I can pick y'all, you know, pick one of y'all post next week for the hot topic. Uh, now it is time for some more music, and we have Q's new segment coming up right after this song, so y'all stay nope. tuned. I know everybody's excited not, for that. Not after this one. Nope. <laughs> not after this You're one. right. <laughs> is it this. not after this one? No, uh, we got main topic after this one. <laughs> oh, sorry. The main topic is after this. All right, then it is right. Yeah. So this is... <laughs> <laughs> this next song is Dear R&B This is another favorite song by uh, Raya J Right, all right. I never know if that's the actual end of that song or if she's getting ready right. to start singing. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, okay, that's my part. 
All right, so that was Dear R&B by Raya J. Sounding clear as a bell on this Tuesday evening. Come sound quality. Thank you live for letting us know that you like what you hear this evening. Um, it is time to get into our main topic, which is brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is our pri- uh, is our specialty. Um, I want to, um, my little ad for Elegance by Design <clears throat> is actually going to um, be for an event that is coming up that I am going to be a part of. It is a women's conference. I'm actually scrolling for the flyer because I do not have my life together this evening. There we go. So um, (laughs) it is actually the Living My Best Life uh, conference. It's a women's conference, and we're going to have a keynote speaker, which is Kendall Turner. She's an author, poet, actress, and all-around Queen. Um, I'm going to be speaking on the panel at this event, and it's going to be December 8th from 9 to 3. These tickets are $20, um, which is like super awesome um, for this type of event, because from what I hear, it's going to be dope. It's going to be at Rose State College, 6420 Southeast 15th Street in Midwest City, Oklahoma. And again, you can find tickets on Eventbrite. Okay. I'll have that all together, and I'll be able to share the link later so y'all come back to that uh, anyway so tonight we are going to be talking about the uh, <clears throat> identity crisis and how we can have them we talk about we often see identity crisis um, in comedic senses or in tragic senses uh, often on television or in the news um, when someone has um, I always see when I always think whenever you hear about someone going to the hospital for dehydration and exhaustion, <laughs> that's often the beginning of that that withdrawal that says they were lost and couldn't find themselves and needed the time to regroup and all that. And <clears throat> up until you kind of get to a certain age and you go through some things, it's funny. And then you start to really look at your life and start to compare some things. And I, as I started to think about it, I didn't think this was too far off. And when we started talking about it amongst ourselves, we thought, hmm, this could be a thing. <laughs> this, this might be more of a thing than we're giving, giving a little credit to. Um, so <clears throat> I immediately went to social media being a catalyst for um, a regular Joe Schmo having an identity crisis. Um, and I want to let you guys know, please don't get caught on the whole identity crisis title. (laughs) This could be where you're feeling like you don't know where you fit. You don't know what you're doing with yourself. You are trying 15 things and nothing happens to settle the way it should. Like those types of things can also be a signal, in my opinion, of some type of crisis starting. Um, So tonight we're going to chat about that and what we can do when it happens, how it can affect our relationships, whether they be platonic or romantic, our work situations, all of the above. So um, I have thoughts on this. I have battled with this to some extent um, in different areas of my life, and it's uh, something that I'm learning to cope with and deal with. Kells, when I know you both have had very unique life paths as far as your career is concerned, as far as your um, entrepreneurial endeavors are concerned, have you at some point um, felt some some type of crisis? And if so, did you avert that? How did you avert <laughs> uh, that and come back to yourself? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think I always have a little bit. I call them epiphanies. So I guess that could be that basically is what you're kind of describing. So I think once, usually once a year, maybe once every other year, I have an epiphany to where I think that I have to have a path to find my true self. There's some kind of truth that I have yeah. buried and have to uh, let resurface again. Mm-hmm. And that, ha- and it, when it happens, it, it usually happens in every area of my life. Like it's usually not just one thing, um, and it may just be my attitude has changed toward something big. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, uh, going from being a, a being a part of a, a specific religion to being, you know, going to church at non-denominational churches. Like, that mm-hmm. was an epiphany in my life at one time, and that affected every part of my life. Because um, it affected family, it affected uh, work, because I started working at a, at a Christian school, which was yet another denomination. Right. Um, it affected even just my conversations with other people, so it affected my relationships and friendships. So, yeah, I think I have a, at least every other year. Uh, <laughs> but here lately, I have a little a little crisis probably every year, and that's just because I have so many things going. I think, when you, like you said, you spread yourself so thin, and you're in so many different different, uh, different directions that yeah, you're gonna be unrecognizable. Yeah, that's, Ooh, that's, 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 that's a good. Come through vocabulary, unrecognizable. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you feel. <laughs> Look, I was going to have it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, starting to make myself focus on on no more than three things during a season has been a big help for me. So when that that kind of arises, I know I'm going to I need to, you know, focus on it. Yeah. That's good, limiting yourself. When? what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I've had it. I've had a couple. I can't, I, I don't, every other year as often as Kells know, but um, uh, obviously I grew up, well, I spent a lot of, uh, several years, the only African American and only black person in my neighborhood. So that was definitely um, uh, for some for an identity crisis of just really how I saw the world, how the world saw me. Um, and then, you know, going to an Asian, from transitioning from, from that to going to an HBCU, where it was just all of us, was, um, was different. You know, that was not so much an identity crisis, but it was definitely different because in certain things I couldn't relate in. On top of that, coming from a home that was um, very, you know, Christian. So it was different. You know, it was just different going to places. You know, people talk like saying certain types of music. I'm like, yeah, I've never heard, I've never heard that song in my life. So I don't know anything about it. Um, so, yeah, that, that caused me to, you know, look at myself and think through just kind of who I was and, you know, 
Um, and then I'm trying to think. And I think, yeah, happened yeah. once I got married. Once I got, you know, it kind of just, and not so much an identity crisis, but that was more so of understanding that you have to transition. Um, you have to transition who you're going to be, who you're going to, how you want to be, um, how you want the world to perceive you. And I think, you know, that was a different transition. So how do how do people perceive me? That's the way I want to be perceived. Um, yeah. So those are probably so those be, are probably, even now I think, even now I think my, I don't necessarily have identity crisis um, because at this stage of my life, pretty comfortable. There are certain things that I'm always trying I'm to always mature trying in to or get better at, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm abundantly, abundantly comfortable, comfortable in who I am and what I was created to be and what I was created to be. That's good. That's a that's a that is a um reassuring space to know that you still have room to grow, but know that there is a difference in growing and completely transforming. Um and that's something that <clears throat> I think we when we get into a place where we feel there's a shift happening, we feel that everything mm-hmm. has to change. It's easy to feel that everything about your life has to shift because this thing no longer fits. Um, and I think that, you know, kind of to what Kells was saying before, you have to limit, you know, kind of prioritize and limit what's next or what's really important to shift right now. And sometimes it's not much at all. If you shift one or two things, you don't have to uproot your whole way of working, you know, how uh, the way you work, yeah. your, work yeah. your life. Um, and I think that's sometimes what can be very overwhelming when we get into those spaces of not knowing where we fit. Um, <clears throat> so that's that that that's really good. When you when you let me let me yeah. let me take you back. On. I think one of the things that we have to be careful of is that we say identity. Identity. A lot of that. A lot of that is. Is understanding, understanding first of all where we get our identity from, mm-hmm. and then and thinking about the thinking different, about the different um, good and bad things that happen to us through our life experience, through our experience called life, that helps that either you know attaches to us, and and then learning how to throw off the things that need that don't you know that don't match the core of who we are, and. Keep the things that do. Because I think yeah. for some, for some, and this does kind of touch on the, what we talked about in the last thing, is even if, even if I'm a good person, if the if something if somebody doesn't like me, then the core of who I am doesn't change because I'm confident in the fact that my identity is rooted in who I am. It's rooted for me. It's rooted in how I relate to how God sees me. And so mm-hmm. understanding and that, anything that, outside of that spectrum, that spectrum I know to reject, know to reject or, to, or, to, mm-hmm. or to accept. So I think it's understanding who your core what you who you are at your core. And then that's why it for me it became more so not about who I am, but how can I mature and get better? 
how can I, but how do people see what I do? And even now, there are things I communicate, and I'll communicate them wrong, but I know my intent, so it's like, okay, I need to do better at communication. I don't need to change who I am. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a bullet point. I I think that, I guess when I I don't consider it, I, I use the word identity, the words identity crisis, but when I say I'm having a picnic, I guess I'm building on top of what what I already am. Mm-hmm. So I'm not reinventing myself. I mean, y'all know me for how many yeah. years. I'm not reinventing mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a time, uh, there's a process that I, I go through, you know, regularly, consistently on making myself better. Yeah. 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 All right, we got a caller. Right, call okay. Let me take this caller. Caller eight eight excuse me eight four two four. You are on the line. What's your comment or question? Squad. <laughs> that is going on. You know what? I said we can talk about all the good stuff, but I'm not on the line. I'm a bad bad. Y'all speaking my love language tonight. Winifred knows it. He did this on purpose. He did it on purpose. I know he did. You gotta tell me. You do not have to tell me. What a squad. Hey, Kelly, Kelly, girls, how we doing? Y'all know who this is. This is girl. The first thought I had to get in on this for a second, okay? And the universe aligned the stars that I would have a moment to go inside with this piece on tonight because. I'm feeling inspired, okay? That means I miss okay. y'all. I miss y'all. I'm away, <laughs> but I'm going to drop this real quick because it's very, very important. Y'all, y'all saying some great stuff. Um, You know, I just wanted to, you know, add it in my um, fiery way. Um, I like <laughs> to live by the premise. One of my new mantras is keep the main thing the main thing. Mm-hmm. Okay? So if you started from to help out, all right, and as far as this um, stability, I like to call it, or focus, what helps me focus is to keep the main thing the main thing, helps me to remain stable. And and then uh, the subtext of that is that I have somebody mentioned core. I think that was Kels. Will was mentioned the core of you. I have um, three tenets that I live according to as far as the core of me. So it's not, and we know you, you all know I'm passionate about core values. We talk about that all the time. But my three tenets about the core of me involves, number one, um, to love the Lord my God with all my soul, all my heart, all my mind, all my strength, right, all myself, love my neighbor as myself. That's my responsibility to God. Number two is to thine own self be true. My favorite quote of all time by William Shakespeare, that's my responsibility to myself. And the third tenet is to do what I have to do when I have to do it, regardless of how I feel about it. That is my code of ethics as far as excellence is concerned. That's my responsibility to others. And so when I remember that, that that is the core of me, my responsibility to God, my responsibility to myself, and my responsibility to others. And I think if that as a firm foundation for yourself, it by and focus. Oh. Oh. Hello. Come back. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. 
<laughs> we were going right. to get a lift on the back end. <laughs> right. <laughs> she was getting started. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling she's calling us back, though. So <laughs> we're going to keep it moving in the meantime. Go. Hold on. Here she is. Here she yep. is. Go ahead. You back in. <laughs> See the devil mad. The devil mad. www.levelupchicago.com because she will be speaking at the Level Up Conference. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sleeping. 
me and I need to take a break. I see a lot of people do that. That's why you get those announcements all randomly. I'm going to be logging off for 30 days. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be gone for a while. <laughs> I'll be back. Those types of things. Those aren't necessarily crisis, but they are saying this is too much. I got to disengage. I have to see some real people. I have to reconnect with the people I can reach out and touch that actually know me, that can hear my voice and know something's wrong, that know I need a hug, I need some love, those types of things. Um, So in a way, I think social media is a big part of this anxiety that we have when it comes around who we are and where we fit. Um, in this space. Would you guys agree with that? What do you guys think about the role social media has played in this feeling that we have? Oh, oh, (laughs) Social media Mm -hmm. is definitely overwhelming Yeah, uh, if you don't have a compartment for it. Mm -hmm. I I feel like I'm on social media a lot, but I'm usually, it's for a purpose. Mm -hmm. So I don't just, you know, I limit my time of just sitting and scrolling for entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Yeah, I agree. I think for me what what I had to grow from was, not grow from necessarily, but was looking, I spent a lot of time um, studying people who um, who I quote unquote successful Uh, And I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing to find out what successful people do so you can, because I think, you know, it's, it's wise. However, I think the part that social media plays, plays um, is that it also can give you the appearance of success when you're not. And so, and it, and for me, what that did was that, that, that um, gave me, it didn't let me enjoy the journey. So mm. as an entrepreneur, you enjoy the journey. Like it's not, it's really not the whole jets and cars and, you know, those yeah. types of pictures, even though you can get those and all that stuff. And trust me, I'm, I'm getting me a jet, but it's just, not, <laughs> uh, it's just not like you enjoy the journey, like enjoy the journey of getting to it mm-hmm. instead of spending, I can learn, you know, teach myself to not overdo trying to get to the end result at the to the point of where it was burning I was burning myself out or not even so much burning myself out but burning relationships because I wouldn't wasn't spending enough time doing those and so mm-hmm. yeah I think for me that's probably the part that that it that it played was I have to you know remind myself enjoy the journey this is your journey this is again you don't you know, you, you're not comparing yourself to what this person does and that person does. Your business, this is the core competency of your business. Do that. Stick with the plan. Get better in the things that you do, and it will come. Mm-hmm. Right. I would agree with that. And it's good to um, have those moments where you can reground yourself. Um, I think that's one of the things that if I could say to anybody regarding um this feeling or the things that we've discussed is that <clears throat> there is a, there is an end to it. There is a, a space you, there is a, um, there's grounding <laughs> at the end of the crazy feeling because you have to stop and put yourself back on your two feet and realize I'm here. And I got here after fighting whatever battle that I thought I had built up to this point, but I'm still standing. 
whether I'm barely standing or not, I'm in this thing. I'm standing. And that and and I think that has to help you reality check yourself. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's fight is not your fight. Everybody's situation is not your situation. And <clears throat> you have to know you have to take the time to get to know who you are outside of what everyone tells you about yourself. So I think that is that that's good. That was a really good way to, to button this thing on up when. Uh, so that, yeah, I appreciate those thoughts. And we are right here at this 928 moment. So we've been good. I haven't been Judge Judy all night. And y'all know I can do right. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to hush up on this particular segment because, uh, like Kels introduced earlier, we've got uh, my segment uh, is going to be yeah. after this next song. So stay tuned for that. And it's actually going to, it's a good segue. It's a good button up for uh, tonight's entire conversation that we've been having all evening so stay tuned but right now oh where you hooked us up on the producer tonight with this music come on through okay so (laughs) our final song for this evening is love unconditional by t the truth featuring tone jones y'all know this is this is like the jam jam okay so get ready yeah the jam jam Let's go. Uh-huh. What we got right now for you is a Tone Jones. See the truth collaboration. It's okay to not care. Remember feeling empty, thinking what it was. I needed to treat it the meaning to give me purpose. Without that unconditional love, I just felt worthless. On the surface, looking good, but deeply I'm in a battle. Made a choice to follow the streets and slide on my beach just like the cattle. Now I'm stressing, here's the lesson. It's a hard pill to swallow. When you realize that ain't no love up in a bottle. Ain't trying to sound like I'm preaching, but to the ones I'm reaching. Love was meant for us all. If not, then why we seek it? Feeling defeated and broken when it's gone. Let your pain in your heart and you feel it so alone. I've been now, that's why I'm speaking from experience Somebody loves you even deeper than you think it is I'm serious, the message if you're curious Praying that you're hearing this The type of love I'm talking about is no, not I'm in the not it. No, I'm not perfect, no I made my mistakes and no But all I want is love and I made mistakes. Thank my mama who prayed, got keep my baby safe. That's unconditional love, cause no, I didn't deserve it. I was breaking her heart and doing dirt on purpose. Until the night she cried, it changed how I felt inside. On 21st of Minnesota, from a G to a soldier, homies looking at me different. Saying I didn't change, but this ain't how I remember it. The rule of the game is stay alive and be there for your fam. You gotta go while I'm for yours, I hope you understand. You ain't gonna get it on your own, you need to make a plan. But it just won't work at all, leaving out that man. You know what?
what I'm saying? Cause when I speak on, I know somebody weak on. If they can't help you be strong, you gotta tell them be gone. Get gone, get gone. They mean to say it twice. Wanna say up in my life, you gotta love me like Christ. That's unconditional. That's unconditional. Hope you really understand what that means. Same, same. I don't think 
we recognize. So tonight I want to first talk about how we've got to reveal those um, situations that we've been hiding and we don't really give ourselves the credit for. And then it's time to revel in that, like own that. You know what I'm saying? So I want to first give some examples of things that, in ways or situations that you might not even realize or that you may identify with and think that no one else does. Um, mm. If you are in a corporate situation, a lot of us, um, whether it's <clears throat> something that was just has fallen in your lap or you've worked really, really hard for, you've gotten to the space and in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I don't really belong here. At any point, HR is going to come around the corner, supervisor is going to come snatch this badge, they're going to tell me to gather my stuff, and they're going to meet me outside, and it's a wrap. But they keep asking you to do things. They keep giving you projects. You keep getting raises. Somehow, you're the one they call when they need the stuff done. Why? Because you're awesome. You've been proving it. You've been showing up. You're the clutch player. You got it. You just don't see it. It's time for you to stop making those people question themselves now because they're thinking, wait, am I missing something? She keeps telling me or he keeps telling me <clears throat> he's not ready for this thing. Are you sure he's hemming and hawing back and forth? But I know this person is going to deliver for me. Stop questioning yourself. You got it. <laughs> um, I, I've noticed stay-at-home parents whether you're a mom or dad, this hits men and women alike, okay? So don't think that um, only women feel insecure or only women feel like they don't fit somewhere. Men have this too. So if you are, the corporate situation qualifies for fellas. If you're a stay-at-home parent, you are constantly being questioned about how hard do you really work. Um, you're wondering, are your kids getting what they should? Did you provide the right kind of meals? Did you get the house together? Have you done what you're supposed to do so people have enough? Whereas in that moment, you're missing the fact that your kids are awesome. People brag about them wherever they, wherever you go. Your husband or your wife dotes on you whenever you're around, whenever you're not around, because they appreciate everything that you do for them. Your, your world doesn't spin without you. Their world doesn't spin without you, is what I meant to say. But you're so busy worrying about if you're doing enough that you don't miss that you're the blessing. You got it. <laughs> it's in there already. Um, single parents. This is something that I have not had to experience, thank God. But I am in close relationship with many, many people, men and women alike, who share this, um, this lifestyle. <clears throat> Single parents have statistics, stereotypes, struggle, and anything else, <laughs> uh, memes, all kinds of stuff that are that cause them to question who they are, what they're doing, are they effective, their life choices, when they're going to get it right. Someone always has a question as far as what you're doing. And then there's the questions that you ask for yourself. How did I get here? What did I do to why do why am I not doing this for my babies? Am I giving them everything they need? Am I really providing them every am I enough? But your kids thinking, damn, mama goes hard. Daddy is did ponytails today. You know what I'm saying? You know, those types of things stand out to your family in ways that you don't even recognize. Those things stand out to your community in spaces that you don't even recognize. And those are the wins that you've got to really learn how to relish. Um, you've got to learn how to marinate in that and own it. 
because those moments that you spend questioning your awesome provide, they, they slow you up. <laughs> they make it so you can't move forward. Your teams can't move forward if it's your work situation. Your family is suffering because they're waiting on you to get it together so you can get back to being who you are. You're worried about how long it takes you to get dinner ready. They're happy that they ate. It resembled some type of one of the food groups. They don't care. I realized that with myself. I was worried about making sure I cooked the meal every night. My kids are perfectly fine with pizza some days. Give the babies pizza. They're happy. Enjoy the conversation with those kids. Sit down and have the conversation with your babies. And then, and then you'll see just how engaged they are. Just the things that you don't think they see, they see. Have lunch with a coworker that is not a work lunch. And let them brag on you. Say thank you. Say thank you. Because when you start to question those compliments, when someone says you rock that thing, it's, oh, no. I mean, it's just, I, I tried, but I could have done this, that, and the third thing. They don't want to hear all that. Just say thank you and move on. Question yourself later. Or matter of fact, don't. <laughs> just recognize that if you keep being called, if you keep, showing up, if you are producing, whether it be at work, home, play, in your social circles, in your community or organizations, wherever it is that you're falling, you have to recognize that you show up. And sometimes that's enough. The fact that you keep being invited, they're not inviting you. You're not being pumped. You're being pushed. Okay, get that. You're not being punked. They're not putting you in a position so they can laugh at you. They're putting you in position so that you can level yourself up. Okay, so you have to allow yourself the room to grow into those spaces so that you can feel more confident. You can feel more uh, consistent and less cautious. When you begin to pull your shoulders back, and, and and turn your ears on to what's happening around you. Like, listen to your intros. <laughs> listen to your intros. When you have, if ever you get the opportunity to listen how someone else listen to how someone else speaks about you, you'd be surprised how other people see you. That's something that I think we don't allow ourselves to do because we're often listening for what we hear about ourselves. But if you really turn you off and turn up how those who love you speak of you and how your your um how when you walk into a room and say, Oh, I know about you, I've heard about you and, and the conversation is like, Hmm, well, I hope it's all good. Of course. Don't be shocked when it's all good. <laughs> because you are dope, like as hell. I didn't want to say as hell but you're dope. <laughs> okay. So recognize that and don't be so worried about convincing other people. Sometimes look at our president, <laughs> look at our president. Okay. You don't always have to have the, you are the only one that has to believe that you got it is you <laughs> the only one. So I'm going to encourage you to take a little time. Okay. And listen to what those that pour into you, that care about you, that know you, that have taken the time to grow with you, feel for you. And in those moments, absorb that. 
Put that in your pocket. Allow those things to motivate you when you walk into those rooms you don't feel that you belong. When you have those moments where you're questioning your life, your career, your past, your friendships, your relationships. Allow the stuff that people already see that you have in you, that they want for themselves, allow those things to show up for you when you don't think that you have it. Revel in the fact that you're built with the good stuff. Move forward knowing that there's only no, there's nowhere to go but up. Straight up. Like, you've got it. And as long as your feet hit the ground and your eyes pop open tomorrow, you have one more opportunity to win again. So I'm hoping that I'll have the opportunity to build on this. Um, I'm hoping that you found something that you identified with in what I've said this evening. I'm hoping that this put a button, so to speak, on our conversation on this evening as far as where we fit, how we fit, how comfortable we are once we do find our spot. And I'm going to leave you with something that I tell my babies and they had visible aha moments, so I thought, hmm, I might want to share that. Um, <clears throat> in a puzzle, no two puzzle pieces are identical. No puzzle piece fits, okay? I messed that up. But what I'm trying to say is <laughs> you don't have to dim your light. There's no need for you to try and be an identical puzzle piece. You all have edges, curves, bends pieces that have to go so that you can fit into this puzzle of life, okay? So stop worrying about how smooth your edges have to be to, to, to map up and meet with other people's edges. What you have is just fine. You fit right where you are. So this has been Sass and Sage with Q Willis. I hope you enjoyed, and I will see you next time. Y'all have a great week. <laughs> okay, I'm done. And I had time. <laughs> Listen, I, oh my goodness. Amen for them three minutes. I hope I hope some of them look okay. this, I hope I hope some other people heard <clears throat> heard that that sometimes it's okay to finish early. Anyway, I digress. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Right. Just kidding. Kinda. Um mm. but now um uh mm. what was I say? <laughs> oh, anyway. Um all right, let's go ahead and good job by the way. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> Um, go ahead and uh, close this show on out. On that note, you did an awesome job. Um, Kills you up first. What kind of what closing re- remarks you have, and any thoughts you have about tonight's topic? Um, I I like when we get to talk about things that are are when we have conversations that are a little tougher because I like to brag on us to say that we are doing our part in the world by trying to change the nation through conversation. And I know I'm probably not seeing exactly how the tag goes, but that's my story. Um, so I just want our listeners and fans and live viewers and all that to remember that there is a purpose for this. Mm-hmm. And that even with, with Q saying that your, you know, let your light shine, you be you. And that's all we're trying to do. We're trying to let everybody have their light, but mm-hmm. also, you know, be aware of others' lights at the same time and that we can just make this world a better place. So thank you for that motivation, Q. That made me go on my little tangent. But I will say <laughs> that 
Kirby Kitten is still having a sale. We are going to continue our 25% off through December 1st. So if you have not gotten your hoodie, jacket, or lounge suit for these next few cold months, mm-hmm. hop on online or in my inbox. Tell Justin or www.curvykittens.com and get you some stuff to keep your curves warm. How much uh, longer are you going to run it for, Kel? Until December 1st. So oh, on, we're going to finish out November with the with the Black Friday sale. So we're going from okay. one Black Friday. I'm still black this Friday. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Every Friday. We'll have a blessed week and be productive. That's what's up. Kill what you got. Um, thank oh, you guys. hold on real quick. I'm sorry. Okay. Kelsey, can you All tell right, them where good. they can? Can you tell them where they uh, can uh, get you the website address? Yeah, I did. Www. Kirby Kittens with an S. dot com. My bad, I missed that one. No, you're All right. <laughs> you are good. Sorry, sorry, Q. All right, go ahead, Q. Okay, so I have my information available this time <laughs> because when you help me out and share my flyer, and it's at the top of my page now, so that I can <laughs> I can be sure to give you guys this information. Um, and I have uh. The link is showing up here real soon, <clears throat> but I wanted to again invite you to um, the Wellness Initiatives Women's Conference that is coming up on December 8th, 2018 from 9 to 3 um, with keynote speaker Kendall Turner. Your girl is going to be on the panel along with some amazing women, must I say. Um, tickets are $20. I'm going to share the link, uh, the Eventbrite link in the feed so be sure and get that and come out and see me i will also have elegance by design products on deck so you want to come out and get that all right so if you can't wait go to elegancebydesign.com and you can get hooked up (laughs) all right i'll see you guys on december 8th and have a great all right let's see so closing remarks a couple of things first of all about the night first of all it's changing a generation by raising the conversation. Mm-hmm. That was for Kels. Because <laughs> I, I surely spit out my water when she said that. I was like, wait, that was close, but you did good. I'm just teasing you. Um, <laughs> changing it. No, I'm going to put it on a t shirt. But uh, no, tonight's show was really good. And I think what I think that it is, is as uncomfortable as it can be, that it's really good for us to consistently take introspective looks at ourselves um, again in order so that we'll get better. The balance to that is kind of what Q talked about is I think that sometimes when we do that, depend, and especially depending on the background we come from or some of the traumatic experiences we might have had, that you don't want to, that it's very difficult um, to, not difficult, but you have to learn how to also understand that we all have an inner critic and that that inner critic at times can feed off of um, those moments. So you, so, so what I always try to tell myself is the inner critic is for me is that my inner critic is usually loud, but just because it sounds loud is usually really not a good representation of how loud it should be. So you know, like all the, it's like it's very easy for us to. For me to think of the bad stuff, but sometimes very difficult to think of good stuff. So I have to turn down the bad to be like, you're not as bad as you think. 
and turn it and tell myself that you're also not as great as you think. So somewhere in the middle of that is a good balance of of who we really are. So again, keep. I think we all do have to keep um, looking at ourselves, making sure that our values um, are are intact, and then. But again, giving yourself the space and the grace to say, "Listen, I'm a good person. I'm, you know, at the core of who I am. I'm a good person, and I'm doing the best I can, and that's good enough." So yeah. be careful. Um, let's see. Other things. Um, the word on Wednesday, Pastor Burns is back. He was, we were off, of course, last week, but he will be back tomorrow at seven. So tune in for that. Um, Nouveau Exposure Magazine. <clears throat> There's been some new uh, articles uploaded to the website, so definitely check that out. And while you're on the website, make sure you go um, to the Bowl Believers Apparel Store and check out some of uh, the cool apparel they have. Kel's latest article is actually very good. Um, I shared it a couple of days ago. Um, so it's a very good article, Kels. But you can check out all of the new articles at NouveauExposure.org. That's N-O-U-V-E-A-U, NouveauExposure.org, um, and check it out. And also, when you go there, make sure you subscribe. So anytime there's new articles posted, um, you get them sent directly to your inbox, and you can be one of the first to, to uh, read them and to share them um, as well. Um, as always, we are looking for uh, music. So if you are an independent artist and would like for us to feature your music, please send it to us at globaldriveradio at gmail.com and include any artwork that you would like um, us to post when we are announcing that we're going to be playing your song. So again, you can send it to globaldriveradio at gmail.com. We are looking for all uh, genres. So Whatever you, as long as it's the radio edited version, um, mm-hmm. definitely want to support you. Yeah. The radio edited version, let me say that. So uh, we want to do that. And then last but definitely not least, again, not last, but um, the Level Up Conference. Again, it is a two and a half day conference where from start to finish, you're going to be empowered. Um, you work with a, um, empowered with uh, in the areas of faith, family, and finance. So we're going to have, we're having a networking event. We're going to have some entertainment. We're also going to have classes, keynote speakers. Uh, it's going to be, we're going to have a, a gala where you can dress up like the whole weekend. All food is included in the cost. Um, so it's going to be a very good event. That's going to be in Chicago, um, August 9th, 10th, and 11th of 2019. So I'm asking you, of course, because we only have limited seats, we're only taking 300 people. Um, so make sure you get your seats Right away, we still do um, and offer the capability to pay in installments, so you can go put your deposit down now, and as long as uh, you pay it, you know, pay the rest of it in installments, you're fine. Your seat is secure, um, but I would do that ASAP. Um, so, and then last but not least, uh, we are. You can now subscribe to the to our show on um, iTunes. So if you are on iTunes. Um, you can go to um, your podcast or the podcast section, search Global Drive Network, and every radio show that we've done since 2016 mm-hmm. um, is present. And so you now have the ability to listen to past past shows, current shows, and you can also um, 
uh, I know with blog talk, sometimes you can't rewind or like stop in the middle and come back and stuff like that. You can do that on, on iTunes. So you can go there and make sure you subscribe. So that way, again, anytime a new show is loaded, it automatically comes into your iTunes and you don't have to worry about um, going and trying to find it. So I definitely would encourage that. And if you're just sitting there now, go ahead and do it. Again, go to your podcast section, go to um, you know, the podcast, search Global Drive Network, and all of the shows will come up. And then you can start um, tuning in and listening to mm-hmm. previous shows. Other than that, um, am I missing anything? No, I think you nutshell that. I'm just trying to think. Um, <laughs> thank you to all of our listeners. Um, yeah, thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our – oh, no, no, let me say that. It's Chicago. Thank you. If you're in Chicago this weekend, um, oh. 360 Ministries is having a prayer breakfast. Um, and so um, definitely you can go to 360ministries.org. And get your ticket to that, the prayer brunch on Saturday from 11 to 1. Um, and so you can come and check that out. And then also in January, um, I am um, I am doing a financial, four-hour financial seminar, uh, uh, January 26th in Chicago as well. And so we're only going to be taking 30 people to that. So again, you can go to 360ministries.org and start your year off by getting your money right. I'm going to teach you how to get out of debt. I'm going to teach you how to fix your credit. I'm going to give you all the forms to do that. I'm going to show you how to put um, a budget together so you can start saving and investing. And I'm going to walk you through all of that um, right in that one class. So go to three, again, for both of those, you can go to 360ministries.org um, and get your, your tickets. So, all right, that's it that time. Um, thanks to our listeners. Thank you uh, for everybody. Thanks to Cicely for calling in. Great feedback. Thanks to Will who commented. Thanks to Keisha for the hot topic. Thank you to everybody. Scoop Nation, we appreciate you. We love you um, and everything that you do for us. Um, and as always, we appreciate your support. We don't take it for granted. Um, we know that you can do anything with your time, but you choose to listen to our radio show, and we appreciate it. Please, if you enjoy it, hit, make sure you share it with us. So we can continue to uh, change the generation of our conversation. We love you. We appreciate you. Have a good night. And remember, you are in two states. You are built. You don't need to go Then tell me where you're If you could just give it, I should just spend it while you stand it here. First you say you're with me. And then you try to diss me. So I try to keep it low when you knock me to the floor. Because I don't want to cry. Would you believe this love is forever, girl? And would you take this long, sweet road and pull it together? Baby, if this is goodbye, I want one last try. You just can't give up. Can't you see the tears in my eyes? Tell me what to do now If you could just get it Would you just spend it And I'm still standing here First you say you're with me And then you try to get me 
more Cause I don't wanna cry no tears 